Hi everyone, welcome to Promises Podcast. I'm Laura, this is Diane. We're so glad that you joined us today and we believe this is episode 15. If we're wrong, it's okay, you can leave a comment in the chat. We're a little tired. Um, yesterday was a rough day dealing with um, everything, the commotion in the world and you know, you have this contrast of people celebrating graduations and valedictorians and send-offs to college and then there's horrific tragedy in Texas. And so before we even begin to talk about what we're going to talk about today, we want to take a moment to pray. And so Lord God, we just come before you with shattered, broken hearts. Lord, I'm a mom. Diane's a mom. And we just weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. And right now we are weeping. Our hearts are heavy. And all we can do is just cry out to you and say, Jesus, help. We know as it says, the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. You empathize with us. You know what it's like. We pray a covering of comfort, of grace, of love, of intervention upon Texas right now. And upon specifically that elementary school, God, be with each mom, dad, grandmother, grandfather, every one of them. Lord, you know them by name, these babies, these babies that were ripped from the earth ever so suddenly tragically horrendously god we're going to call it out for what it is it was murder and god we just pray for your touch upon this situation in texas god you know these people lord we know that when we pray you hear you bend down to listen to us god and we ache your word says that you hold our tears in a bottle and there's been many tears and there will be many more to come help us jesus help these families jesus Prevent these evil, horrific acts from happening. You can block it. There's nothing you can't do. But we know that you said there'd be wars and rumors of wars. And in the last days, it would be troubling times. God, can it be more troubling than this? I don't know if it can get more troubling than this. But we just pray for your relief and comfort and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we are turning our hearts to prayers. We won't stop praying for Texas for all of the families. And I know that I'm kind of a book nerd. I know that you are too. Yes, yes. And so I just thought that I would reach out and just share a couple of my favorite books on prayer and suffering. Of course, nothing gets better than God's word. Nothing is better than God's word. Genesis to Revelation. And of course, the Psalms is an embedded prayer book. Mm -hmm. But I love this book. It's hard to read. I mean, these are not easy reads, but I felt led to share Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering by Timothy Keller. This is a really good book to help answer some of these why questions for the Texas tragedy. Um, Timothy or Keller. Or any tragedy. Any, right? yes. any tragedy that you're going through yes. personally. Divorce. Whatever it might be. Illness. Mm -hmm. Cancer. Disability. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Any tragedy. Timothy Keller. Prayer. Experiencing on intimacy with God. I just look at this book and it warms my heart because this is an excellent book. When God Weeps. Why Our Suffering Matters to the Almighty by Johnny Erickson Tata. And if you look up this book, the cover is going to look different because this is an old version. Psalms for Trials, which I just finished. And then Revival Praying by Leonard Ravenhill. I found this book at a thrift store. And I, I'm like, I don't know Ravenhill, but I like the title. This is, I don't think I've ever wept more over a book in my whole life. This is a powerful book. But what I wanted to share, Diane, is... You know, look at all these books on prayer, but yet nothing replaces praying. Actually praying. Yes. yes. So, you know, your thoughts on that or, or, you know, 
how do you pray in times like this? Um, I think it's important. Uh, sometimes we have to quiet ourselves mm -hmm. to settle ourselves because um, there's a lot of processing that needs That's to take right. place. Yes. Um, whatever news that you receive, whether it is like this tragedy at the elementary school or it's an own, your own personal mm -hmm. uh, diagnosis at the doctor, phone call that you get, um, a, a, a loved one um, who is deceased, whatever the emergency might be. Um, and then, it, you know, you, you go to the Lord um, and you pray. And, and it might not be words. I was just going to say sometimes it's just not even audible. And sometimes it's, but the Holy Spirit makes groanings <sighs> for right. us that, that, That's that right. we don't understand. Like the, the Lord intercedes on our behalf, which I find so comforting. It is comforting. And then just sometimes it's just Jesus. Mm. Jesus. And you just help. You say his name. And that's yeah. it. And and um and so and then as you go through, maybe words are able to be articulated, or you know, you turn to Psalm twenty three yes. and you're letting the Lord um mend your soul, be that salve to your heart and your mind. Um I love it, Isaiah though, it, the Lord gives us a word for the weary. Yes. And but I think the importance of being in the word so you have a word. Do you know if yes. we where is that? reservoir of encouragement of words of of god being near that you know that the lord is near to the brokenhearted because his word says so you know that the lord binds up the wounded because his word says so. that's right and yes. if you're not in the word then you don't have a word for your loved one for yourself for to encourage yourself yeah. in the word mm -hmm. and so i think that the, the importance and so i'm going to ask you a question did you read your word today did you get in the word this morning Yes. Okay, so you talk about reading the one-year Bible, and that's the process that mm -hmm. you've chosen to, as you've gone through the yes. years through the Word. So now I'm going to ask you something else. Sure. Um, tell me one thing, anything, that you learned today. Okay, so uh, yes, I love the one-year Bible. This one that I'm in right now is Charles Stanley Life Principles Daily Bible, New American Standard Bible. So this is not my favorite version. Mm -hmm. This is not... My um, go-to, you know, I like a lot of verses that I have memorized that are tucked in my heart, New King James mm -hmm. Version. So when I read this, it's different, but that helps me. Right. Because it helps me grow. Yes. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't remember this verse. And then you got to bring out your King J or New King James and you can your oh, NLT. Yes, yes. yes. So, so today is um, what struck me is 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel 22, 29. For you are my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord illumines my darkness. Mm -hmm. So right now, our world is dark. So the application, oh God, I can't imagine the tragedy. You know, you pray through. Yes. Then the next one, some of my favorite verses of all time. Verse 30, so this is Second Samuel 22, verse 30. For by you I can run upon a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is blameless. The word of the Lord is tested. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is a rock besides our God? God is my strong fortress, and he sets the blameless in his way. He makes my feet like hinds feet and sets me on my high places. So when I read that verse 34, he makes my feet like hinds feet, I just started bawling out crying because I've been very weary, mm -hmm. and I just pictured the skipping of the deer. You know, we all love Bambi, right? Yes. The deer, the mama deer, the doe, they 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 gallop right upon these mountains. Like it's so easy, right? It's so easy. And so this little Holy Spirit birth prayer I've been read I've been saying to the Lord is this my burdens are heavy, but your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Right. My yoke is heavy right now, God. 
but your yoke is easy and burden is light. So I'm confessing my depletion and declaring his and promise. And so you want an exchange. Yes, you exactly. Here is my burden. Here is my heavy yoke. Give me your... I don't feel like a deer right now, bad. Right. <laughs> it, I can barely, I'm not deer, I'm, I'm on my knees, right? I'm crawling. Yes. And I'm, I'm crippled I'm, even. Right. I'm I, I need I'm, the gurney. I can forget about even crawling. Correct. And yes. I think that honesty, that humility, and, and I love that because Jesus is the light. Yes. That he illumines is, the darkness. And he illumines the, he's the light. Right. He illumines the darkness. Right. And that's so encouraging because then you can say, like, Lord, today's dark. Mm. This circumstance is dark. Yes. It's evil. It's corrupt. It's horrible. It shouldn't have happened. Why, God? It's dark. But I am the light of the world. Darkness. Yes. Illumine. illumine my heart, my mind. Help me to see. Uh, light my pathway. Maybe right. you are at a crossroads. Look, show me which way to go. You know, the Lord is our guide. Yes. Right? And he yes. leads us. He doesn't. He's not a cowboy. He doesn't crack the whip mm. and call out from behind. Yes. He's our shepherd who goes before right. us. And he leads and he directs. Yes. And he goes through the way, uh, the path before us. He right? He's our front guard and our leader. And so yesterday I was, and it wasn't in my one year, but the Lord, through the Holy Spirit. So you read a verse and then he reminds you of another verse. Yes. That's how yes. our God is, right? Psalm 23 came to my heart yesterday. And so I said, this is what I said to Jesus. I need your shepherd's crook. Because mm. your rod and your staff comfort me so I need your comfort how come here my darling you know when like my son Isaac you know special needs doesn't talk much he likes to put his what do they I call it the the, the neck yes he what does do you, what do you call it he the neck hug. the neck hug you know uh -huh. it's like a shepherd's crook mm -hmm. and not that my son is but you get what I'm saying yes corral me right come you come know near come near I said like a baby is swaddled I said swaddle me right yes now. go 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 because yesterday I stopped by your house real quick and your son saw something that I had that he wanted. He was observant. I had a little dessert, and he saw it. And you know what he did? He grabbed his arm and looped my arm, and he got close, and he was looking in. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus has yes. what we want. More than that, he has what we need. Bold. So do what Isaac did. Get Corral close. Him. That's Put right. your arm right in, and he wanted the chocolate cake, right? <laughs> And so, but like that's like an example that yes. the Lord gives through Isaac. Like right. nestle in close. Jesus has all we need. It's so much better than chocolate cake. That's right. He has hope. He has love. He has peace. He has strength. He has just uh, encouragement and, and, and life and joy and peace. Yes. And all of his presence is that. Yes. So that idea of that crook, that shepherd, yeah. nestle in. Yeah, nestle in. I love it. I love it. And so the next little nugget was same chapter, 2 Samuel 22, verse 47, which, so these are some of my favorite all-time verses. So uh -huh. in a moment of despair, praying for the school situation in Texas, the Lord lives. Mm, yes. Blessed be my rock and exalted be God, the rock of my salvation, the God who executes vengeance for me and brings down peoples under me. And it goes on and on. And then it says, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. So the Lord is my rock. I mean, go to Yosemite, you see El Capitan, you see any giant rock, and, and you literally have to step back and go like right. that to see it. Mm -hmm. He's our rock, immovable, unshakable God. And so in moments like this, we need our bedrock of his word, like you said, the reservoir and the, the rock. And he steadies us. Yes. You know, I like high heel shoes. 
you know, again, the deer analogy. Not very stacked. <laughs> no. And so we need that. What do you do? Oh, I'm falling, yes. you know. Grab on your husband or whoever, your child is the next What day. do we see mm -hmm. during weddings? Right. The, the grandmother or the mom with a little bit of the pumps on the grass, you need that husband or that, that mijo to help steady you. Exactly. He's our rock. He's our sure foundation. And so we just keep going to Jesus, keep going to Jesus. And I think that unfortunately in our nation and in our culture and even in the church, unfortunately, let's just be real, we forget to go to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So just last night, not trying to get political, oh no, we are not going there, but I heard a talking head on the news say, I don't want thoughts and prayers. They don't do anything. And I literally just mm -hmm. want to throw my sticky notes against the TV. And he says, because James says faith without works is dead. And so Olivia goes, oh, no, that guy did not just quote scripture. And then my husband says, yeah, he said it out of context. Exactly. Because when my son was bedridden from seizures, Oh, you better believe I want prayers. Right. That's not so much. Right. Thoughts don't help the, me. Or warm feelings, or I'm sending good vibes. Vibe. Yeah, vibes don't do anything. But prayers. Well, and you know what? And let's take that as a as a talking piece. Because, yes, please. Because, and in essence, this sounds horrible, but that newscaster is correct, because it's not what you pray or the fact that you pray. It's not the sentiment. It's who you're praying to. I know that was not the the newscaster's um bent him at prayer doesn't work as a newscaster's thing yes but if i am praying to an idol i can pray all day yeah nothing happens that's right but when we pray to the living god the one who created the heavens and earth the one that knit these children together in their mama's womb the one who who died sometimes yes died for them. yes so, our savior the, the, yes. yes messiah then that's everything. everything and and prayer us praying to the lord is powerful yes it is it, it's it's us humbling ourselves and so this idea that um you know we don't need to pray we need action um it's hot humility there it's you're you think you're gonna solve the problem of de the depravity of man on your own have at it that's not let's gonna see. happen it's, it hasn't happened for years yes ever man is depraved from the beginning like you from shared the in a previous podcast in perfection and our hearts are adam and eve wicked. still wanted the apple in this prayer for uh, psalms for charles she says what's your apple exactly Ooh, i said that is so good what's your apple because whatever is going on you're still gonna go to oh i'm so sad give me my ice cream oh i'm so sad shopping spree oh i'm so sad give me my husband i want his shepherd's crook i don't want jesus right. i want my husband i want xyz fill in the blank and so we need Jesus, we need mm -hmm. his presence, we need to invade, and we also need to obey. Definitely. So as the Lord tells us, you know, I remember one time, this was so beautiful, a girlfriend of mine was going through a really hard time, and I wanted to bless her with something, and I didn't know what, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's hard, because you want to be there, and you want to bless this person, or, you know, your loved one. And you just don't know how. So I, I prayed, God, show me, God, show me, God, show me. And so I love thrift stores, yard sales, antique malls. I love vintage old stuff. And so I was at an estate sale and I found this 1803 or something Bible. Mm -hmm. And it was just amazing, falling apart. It was just so cool. And I'm like, I love this highlighted versus, you know, this, this, relic beautiful this was somebody's treasure right, right? so you know five dollars sold I, I want it so i bought it and the lord said give that bible no Lord, but i want it this was a special find sure. and the lord said that bible 
And then I said, I want to buy her flowers. And they said, the Lord said, no, your hydrangeas from the backyard because that's your favorite. Mm -hmm. Give her your favorite. And then I said, okay. And then I text her daughter, what's her favorite coffee or tea? She goes, uh-uh. She likes the matcha green latte. She doesn't like coffee. Okay, got it. So I, I, I dropped it off her porch. She wasn't even well to come to the door. And of course, you I bet you can guess of all of the gifts and the goodies what she liked the best, the Bible. The Bible. And so this Bible, it was so worn and loved that it just opened to a favorite verse. And she said, that's my favorite part of the Bible is the well-wornness, is the intimacy of the person right. that, that dove into those scriptures. And, and and God told me to do it. I said, I, she goes, where did you get it? She said, I don't even feel worthy of this gift. I said, no. I said, God told me to give it to you. And so I'm sharing all of that long-winded story that when you're in God's word and you're operating under the power of the Holy Spirit, he's that, you know, I sometimes say, I'm on 1%. <laughs> uh huh, like your phone. I'm on 1%, plug Lord. In, plug in. The Holy Spirit yeah. is that surge that yes. we need, right? Yes. You know? It's so true. And I just think, you know, being in His Word, we need to be in His Word so much that our Bibles look like that one that Amen. we found at the thrift store, right? That we are going to the Lord for counsel, that we are. It's so funny because. You know, we talk about being in the Word, and I, okay, I did a gun class this weekend. Um, my brother had gifted it to me. It was self-defense class, and um, he was amazing at breaking down um, technique and ability and explaining things. Super amazing. I was thinking, you have a gift. Not only are you a good marksman, and you're good at what um, you do, but you have this gift to teach, teach, to break something down. And so as we were talking about being in the Word, and I thought, you know, we can say read your word. We can say be in the word. We can exhort and encourage. But there's a how-to that must mm -hmm, be explained, mm -hmm. I think. Absolutely. And, and just real briefly, you know, you were talking about as you're reading that and you see that prayer in sec, uh, Second, Second Samuel. Samuel. Mm -hmm. um, then you start praying, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. But then you also start highlighting. And, like, I have, my, my son says my Bible looks like a light show because I highlight things that speak to me. I highlight things that convict me. Sometimes I highlight in one color what God's doing or who God is. Maybe it's God is eternal. Um, God is creator. Yeah. God is powerful. And I'm highlighting in that in one color. Maybe it's um, a, a promise of God will do this and that and I have a job. So my job is highlighted in a different color. Mm -hmm. What am I called to me? You know, ask me. Right. Seek me. Um, go and sin no more, that, like we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Obey. Yes. Uh, to obey is better than sacrifice. What's my job? Obey. You know, that kind of thing. And so I, to explain that, you can do that now. Um, I've also talked to people that, oh, no, I will never write in my Bible. It's <laughs> yeah. my, it's no. It, do not ever go against your, your conviction. Right. I would not tell right. you to do something right. you're not comfortable with. I personally highlight, take notes, write prayers in all over my Bible. And then um, when it's all filled up, it's time for a new one, right? <laughs> yes. But I also um, journal journal notes, um, things that the Lord speaks to me. And um, and it could be anything. And it doesn't have to be a lot. I'm trying to abbreviate my mm -hmm. note taking because I could go on like notebook after yes. notebook for days. Where you're, you're, you got blue marks on your fingers. Exactly. From, <laughs> and, and from so writing. I, and so to this morning, I got to read John 13. And so I'm just going to read you a little bit of my note taking so that hopefully you can emulate these um, practices as you daily read the word. It says that Jesus loved them to the very end. Yes. And I, that struck me. You know, Jesus is preparing to go to the cross. Jesus washed their feet 
and my note says, even Judas's feet. Oh my goodness. Um, yes. I have washed your feet, Jesus said. Wash each other's. It's not this, I scratch your back, you scratch mm -hmm. mine. It's Jesus was the servant, the ultimate servant, and he washed the feet of, of others. And then he says, now you wash each other's feet. Mm -hmm. This is how you serve each other. And I thought about that, and I thought, Jesus took the place of a lowly servant yes. because he was washing the feet. Serve one another. See the other as more important. That's what Jesus did. Yes. He didn't say, wash my feet. He said, I'm going to wash your feet. Wow. That's the pastor. That's the shepherd, right? Um, and it said, God will bless you for doing so. Jesus was deeply troubled. Why was he troubled? Well, Judas was about to mm. betray him. And, and Judas, who he spent three years with, who he had just washed his feet, <sighs> goes out into the night and, and it was him. night and he loved him yeah. and um and then I wrote this in red because this is a direct quote so my I have in black what I you know just my thoughts but in red is a direct quote it says love each other as I have loved you mm. you your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples and so division does not prove to the world that we're his disciples discord no love does Petty arguments Petty on arguments. the internet. Or however they can. <laughs> right, yeah. And, and yeah, territorialism. Yeah. Or, or I think this and you think that. No, unity, love is going to show the world. And we're not going to know that. We're not going to be that unless we're daily in his work. Yes, yes. And and letting him um, neck hug us. Yes. You know, I don't know what they're going to yes. call that, but yes. what I was saying, you know, the Isaac style yes, neck hug. Yes, that we, tight hug. We need to let him tightly hug us. You know, I was... Um, talking with a friend a couple of years ago we, we had a ladies prayer night and she's a mom mm -hmm. of five or six I can't remember right now but I said you know what I want you know what how it is mommy okay yes your your devotional time when they're little mm -hmm. is is frequently interrupted and that's yes. you can get up early or stay up late at night but imagine you're just in your ebb and flow and you, yes mom yes yes you're mm -hmm. yes you're you're getting up and, and I felt like the Holy Spirit gave this to me. I told her, I want to deep couch sit with Jesus. Mm. You know, when you're not, you're not getting up, mm -hmm. <laughs> you're, you're, you're sitting deeply. I mean, for me as a woman, sometimes I'll put my feet up on the side, you know, with their cozy socks. You're, you're settled in, mm. you're deeply sitting in that Focus. couch, in that place with him in prayer, in the word, in worship. And so, um, talking again about the, the the tragedy of what's going on there was another thing I in this morning in my reading and it was that uh, David prayed and God was moved by his prayer for the land and so this was a nugget that I wrote I will sing praises to you Lord for the prayers yet unanswered mm. and that was God because I don't like unanswered prayer and I go whoa I don't think I've ever thanked you for unanswered prayer Lord so I wrote, I will sing praises to you, Lord, for the prayers yet unanswered, for you are good and worthy to be praised. As 2 Samuel 21, 14 says, you are moved by prayers for the land. Even when there's a famine, like in 2 Samuel 21, 1, David sought the presence of the Lord. God, my God, I will praise you and I will be glad for you are working all things together for good. And that is so deep. I'm going to make it lighter just as an example. Yes. Um, so the, yesterday I was making dinner and uh, my daughter loves macaroons. And so we had bought for graduation. And a who box doesn't? Of, right. <laughs> a box of the variety from Trader Joe's, mm. which are amazing if you like macaroons. 
And so, but if you know my daughter, she is the sweet tooth queen. And so um, she pulls them out and I said, oh no, you need to put those away. And she said, mom, I want just one. I said, no baby, after dinner, then yes, but I, I want you to, you know, eat dinner first. And she was not happy. And, she, and then she says this, and she's teasing, why don't you love me? <laughs> and you know, at, why? and her thought was, I don't love her. Why? Because I said, you're denying no, me. You're denying me what I want. And I said, baby, oftentimes the no is because I love wow. you. I know you and you will eat macaroons <laughs> and not eat dinner. Yeah. And that's not going to help you when you go dance for three hours. Like the and chips and salsa right? concept. You right? fill up or the bread at Olive Garden. You Wherever. fill up, you fill up, and then you're not hungry and you're when not meal hungry time for comes. the substance. Yeah. And so it's like that no. And, of course, the macaroon story is very light. It's not, it's not to the depth of that. But the idea of the no is out of love and protection to thank him for the no or the not yet, whatever that might be, um, because we like to hear yes. And if you mm -hmm. give me what I want, then you love me. But if you withhold, no, why don't you love me? <laughs> and she, she was you teasing know, you, but we take teasing. that. We do take that mm -hmm. to but the Lord. But we can learn from all things, even from teasing. Absolutely, right? yes. And so, um, you know, we had to be talking about the go and sin no more. And... Um, whether it be Zacchaeus, the woman caught in the act of adultery, or um, even the, the man at, at the pool of Bethesda, yes. you know, and he said, you know, don't sin anymore, lest something worse befall you, is what Jesus told him. And I was thinking, you know, we choose sin. And I'm like, why? Why do we choose sin? We know God loves us, and he has the yes. best for us, and he has plans for us, and his desire is to bless us, but yet we we can still choose to do wrong. Mm, mm. And and so I was thinking of Adam and Eve, and I was thinking, you know, the serpent lied to Eve, and she was deceived. And then I read Psalm 119.29, and in the NLT it says, Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. And I thought, wow, Lord, I can lie to myself. I can... Um, and it says, then it says, give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. To know God's word, to know his way is a privilege, yes. right? And, and the, the King James Version says it differently. It says, remove from me the way of lying. So the mm, way would be the habit of life, yes. right? How you live. So remove from me the way, like living a life of lies, yes. right? And that's that's your, your daily. Um, and grant me the law graciously. And I thought, okay, so we can lie to ourselves, Um our feelings lie to us. Yes, they sure do. Our emotions yes. can lie to us. Our mind, like we could self-talk, we can oh, lie yeah, to ourselves. Oh, yeah, negative self-talk or lying, lying self-talk, yeah. Yeah, society can lie to us, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the enemy, Satan himself, can lie to us. Um, Well-meaning friends and oh, believers. Oh, so, ouch. Can lie to us. That's heavy. And I, I was reading in the, uh, I don't know if I referenced, I know I've referenced the book before, but I don't know if I referenced the story before. I and Live Not By Lies. Um, this woman, and she was talking about um, how, when she is with her uh, friends, her, her colleagues, and maybe she's explaining a situation with her children. Mm -hmm. and, and it's rough and it's a difficult patch. And the response is, we'll put them in daycare. Oh, right. Another, she's talking about a situation that's going on with, her, with in her marriage with, with a, a girlfriend, and the response is, just we'll divorce him. him. Yes. Yeah. And and she's like, oh. and then you'll be happy. And then you'll be happy. And then you'll be happy. And, and it's a lie. Fine. It and it's a lie. lie from a friend. And so she's saying, I don't want, her, her, her commentary was, 
I don't want somebody to tell me how to get out of my problems. Oh, yes. I want somebody to walk Empathy. with me through them. That's right. And, and so we can lie to ourselves and say, well, if you only you know, leave your spouse or if you only just put your kids in daycare, daycare mm -hmm. then your problems are solved and you can be free of problems. Mm -hmm. That's not reality. It's not true. We know it's we've a been lie. promised a, lot, a, a life of trials and tribulations, yes. right? Yes. To live is to have trial in this world. And so I, I, as I read that verse, you know, keep me from lying to myself. Lies keep us in bondage. It's the truth that sets us free. And that's what Jesus said. And then we remember Pontius Pilate, right? What did Pontius Pilate say? What is truth? Right? Oh, Didn't right. Ask, yes. And it's like, and that, you get this philosopher, you know, what is truth? And we can ask, what is truth? Well, Jesus is, Jesus is the truth. truth. The way, the truth, yes. and the life. And his word. I love that scripture that says um, the entirety of your word is truth. It's truth. And then, All of it. And then the one that says I've come in the volume of the book. Of the book. And so there's the image and you guys can Google it. It's great. And it shows a woman but it's it's um and she's hugging Jesus but Jesus is script. Mm. It's like the way that the, the Bible the looks. Mm -hmm. It's the word. And so you know I mean obviously you know this is a Bible. This is not Jesus. But the content he, he comes alive to us through the word, just the same way as someone who has a military loved one deployed. They get the letter in the mail. That's not the husband, but it, the content is his love letter, his sentiments, I miss you, I'm praying for you, his I'm thinking heart. about his yeah. heart. Yeah, his heart is exposed through those words. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and, and God said, let there be light. And that's why I love the illustration when the centurion just your, just your word. word is enough and and just in the same act of faith but not verbally but tangibly touching the hem of the garment and then you dig dig for the tassels meant something right. it meant the priesthood yeah. and the prayers like this means you're him mm -hmm. you're my intercessor you're my physician you're my healer you know she didn't say if i, I touched his ear Right. It was specific. Right. It was the, the tassel. It was the priestly part of, of the robe. If I just graze, that's why, you know, our crumbs or we, we want you, Jesus. And I, I fear we're not pressing in that deeply. We're just brushing off Jesus because we can easily, you know, I remember one time I read this on Instagram and it was so telling. It said, please note, I share devotional thoughts on Instagram. That's not your Bible reading. Hmm. <laughs> This is just this is one just, minute devotions and you're going to be walking great with the Lord. Or, or you know, yeah. email. I get tons of email. Right. I get emails from DesiringGod.org. I get Skip Isaac emails, you know, uh, Pastor David Guzik, you know, Pastor Joe, our pastor's posting a little nuggets from the one-year Bible book. And those are all great supplements. One supplements yeah. to reading yourself. And so Chuck and I, you know, couldn't see. They're macaroons. <laughs> they're macaroons. They're, they're little chocolate gumdrops. Chuck and I were talking about getting the word, the same exact um, topic. And I said, you know, if you are going to church and just listening, good, that's a great start. But I said, it's like watching the Food Network all the time. You're watching them make the food. You're watching them talk about the food. You're watching them prepare the food, but you're missing one thing you're not eating. Right. You're just watching the food channel. There's nothing wrong with watching the food channel. It should excite your stimulate appetite you, yeah. stimulate you to want to go home and eat yourself i am the bread of life right. i am the living word we're drinking his word we're feasting on it mm -hmm. you know the, the some a scripture i've been meditating on psalm 37 
feed on your faithfulness. Right. The Lord just keeps telling me that over and over again. I'm like, I don't know why you keep saying this. So I wrote it down. Feed on your faithfulness. I like verse four. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires right. of your heart. Doesn't That's everybody... not the part he's been telling right. me. He's been saying, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness like a broken record. Okay, Holy Spirit. So I wrote it down. You're going to delight in the Lord after you've been feeding on his faithfulness, right? When you are in the word, it's the word that transforms your mind, yes. that sets you, that, that conforms you and that you realize, oh wait, society says this, or I think this, but God's word says this, and that change happens. And as yes. you become more and more um, like the Lord, it's that obedience that then you will delight. You will have yes. delight as you are. It comes after. It comes after. <laughs> yes. And we do, we want that, oh, give me the desires of my heart. And done. And But that's not how no. it works. And, no. And so that's not how marriage works, Diane. It's not. No, you, <laughs> you don't just say, uh, yeah, I'm going right. to just, I'm just going to have your name. I'm going to make Tarsi Yow. Yay. You know, right. like that silly joke that I've heard, you know, a pastor here or there say, I told you I love you on our wedding day. That's enough. No. No, yeah. you, I didn't hear it every day. Yeah. I need hugs. I need encouragement. Right. I, I need your friendship. I need to grow with you. I need to ache with you. I need to go through the yuck and the muck and the horrible things of life with you. Mm -hmm. That's that intimacy. That's that covenant. You're not going to like your spouse sometimes, but right. you're going to agape love them. Right. right. And so, and then you're delighting in them. You know, when you see someone that, you know, like we had a marriage, um, overnighter mm -hmm. and is it Welch? Mm -hmm. Pastor, Pastor Welch came and shared and he sang a little song and he was talking that. about the differences, yes. you know, one hubby is super tidy and the wife is messy. One likes to eat out. The other one likes to eat in. One likes adventures. The other one's a homebody. That's how, how marriage is. And so guess what? As we're married to Christ, ouch, Lord, this verse is stinging me today. Can I just have warm, fuzzy, you know, X, Y, Z? But he wants to prune it. He doesn't want us to just stay stuck. Right. And there's no autopilot in Christianity. There's no cruise control. And I think we all want that. We want our comforts. We want cruise control. And Jesus says, no. Remember, it's an uphill climb. You're, you're going through the narrow way. Right. It is narrow. And it's not um, easy. No, it's right? not. No. Uh, it's simple in the fact that um, there's one way. Okay, You don't have to be confused and, and right. distracted in, in that regard. But it is not easy. And... And I think even more so today um, with so much wickedness and so much evil and evil being called good mm -hmm. and good being called evil, that we need the word of God to be that plumb line, to be that, to, to show that us, anchor. to anchor us. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. And, and so that if the Lord declared something evil back when this was written, it is still evil yes. today. And yes. we only know that if we're in the word. Yes. Otherwise, we're swayed. We're going to get swayed, yeah. Uh -huh. And so I was thinking, you know, remember when David sinned with Bathsheba? He was home when the kings were at war. Right. It says that specifically. Yes. So he should have been out at war, but he was at home and he was had been resting. And he gets up and he sees and then he lusts and then he inquires. And, and then, then he, he acts mm -hmm. and he takes what is not his. She belonged to another. And um, then she gets pregnant. And then he tries to deceitfully cover it up by inviting her husband to come. And her husband Uriah is such of a, a man of integrity mm -hmm. that he refuses to be that have the comfort of his wife when his men are in battle, mm -hmm. when the ark is on the battlefield. And and so um, then we know that David plots to have Uriah killed. And um, and some might say, well, he didn't actually murder her him, 
murder Uriah. Well, we know he did because God calls him out through the name, um, through, through the Nathan, prophet, mm -hmm. uh, through the prophet Nathan. Yes. And so I was reading, and because to, today, and the reason I bring this up is because today sin is so easily like brushed off. Mm -hmm. um, oh, you know, you're engaged. It's okay if you fornicate. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the government has enough money anyway. You don't have to pay taxes. You know, yeah, I you you. It's just a white lie. Right? You're craving that same-sex attraction. If you feel that way, Act you know, on follow it. your heart. Um, all of these lies that we get told to. And, and if Scripture says something is sin, it's sin. And um, and it doesn't matter what the people of today, witchcraft, right? You know, yes. um, and whether it's tarot card reading. I mean, Christians, I've heard so many Christians say, oh, well, it wasn't in the stars for me. Oh, well, what do you mean wow. it wasn't in the, in the stars? Oh, that's not in the cards. What's not in the cards? What cards? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's just this mindset of what's not true because God's word doesn't say that. It actually speaks against those things. Yes. Um, horoscopes, you know, whatever we're going to that's not the word of God, that is not the Lord himself mm -hmm. in these things that we've become so desensitized to that the Lord calls on sin. But I'm, what I'm going to read is Nathan's rebuke. And so if, when we are tempted to lie to ourselves and think my sin is not that bad, um, my critical spirit or my gossip or my lust or my anger or whatever it might be. Nathan called it guilty pleasure. Sure. You know that, that yes. phrase? Yes. That phrase. This is my guilty pleasure or a cheat meal. Although I know what that means. If sure. you're exercising and you're going to have pizza, or you're going to splurge on fries. But it's that thing, cheat meal, right. guilty pleasure, my my little bit of sin. Is you know, okay. I've, right. We when, use that word all the time. I And we, we kind of like diminish it, yes. right? Yes, yes. Um, uh, you're sowing your oats or whatever right right that kind of mentality mm -hmm. um so the nathan said then nathan said to david and i'm picking up in second samuel 12 verse 7 you are that man after he had tell, tells a story and david delivers a harsh rebuke for um a man taking a sheep that was not his and feasting on it when mm -hmm. he had a whole herd um so nathan declares you are that man the Lord, the God of Israel, says, I anointed you king of Israel and saved you from the power of Saul. I gave you your master's house and his wives and the kingdoms of Israel and Judah. And if that had not been enough, I would have given you much, much more. Why then have you despised? And here's the, here's the key. Why then have you despised the word of the Lord and done this horrible deed? In other words, you know the word of God. Yes. But you have chosen to despise it and do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. and, he, and God calls it horrible. For you have murdered Uriah the Hittite with the sword of the Ammonites and stolen his wife. There is no mincing. There yes. is no dancing. Mm -hmm. There is a, you murdered him. Oh, you used the Ammonites to do it. But you have murdered him and you have stolen his wife. And listen to what happens in verse 10. From this time on, your family will live by the sword mm -hmm. because you have despised me by taking Uriah's wife to be your own. Um now, of course, we read later that the Lord has forgiven him, but mm -hmm. the consequences of his actions, if you read the chapters after in 2 Samuel. It's horrific. Some of the worst scriptures in the whole Bible, horrific acts Yeah, that I mean, go there's down. incest, there's right. rape in the family, there's murder, mm -hmm. there's revenge, and it's, it's horrible, and his whole family just falls into dysfunction mm -hmm. and sin because of his sin. Right. And so when we sin, we don't sin unto ourselves. And the consequences are not ours alone to bear. And that's, that goes back to your question of, of that verse in Psalm 119, lying that we do lie to ourselves. Because what a lot of people do, and, and we do it too, you know, we're not by, by means not perfect and we repent daily. But it says, 
when we're lying to ourselves, a lot of people today can say, or we can say, so we daily search our hearts, King Jesus, this isn't hurting anybody. And so sadly, a man that was non-believer mentioned that to my husband one time and said, looking at porn's okay. Mm -hmm. Nobody sees it. Nobody's harmed by it. And my husband was like, oh, you're, you don't, you don't know. You don't understand that sin has lasting consequences. Right. You know, you think that, you know, I, I often think of, I mean, I remember when 2020, when everything shut down, I said, finally, Vegas is shut down. Finally, you know, these inappropriate dance places are shut down. Um, things are shut down. I mean, even access to sinning mm. was shut down. And that was a silver lining that I saw that God in his mercy was denying access to things that people would readily get, you know, their drugs or their this or their that. Um, it shouldn't have to come to that. Mm. You know, like that verse that says, I don't want to be like a, a horse and mule where I have to be with bit and bridle wrangled back. Right. I want to willingly obey God. I don't want to be like David called out by a Nathan. I want to on my own say, search my heart, oh God. And repent. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. I want to come to him. And I think that, you know, reading in um, the Revival Praying book, uh, Raven Hill talks about that. Are we grieving over our sin? Mm -hmm. Grieving over it? Weeping over it? Right. Or are we downplaying it? Or acting like it's no big deal? It Desensitized to right. it. I mean, you know, I remember the first time being a little girl and accidentally watching a show beyond nine o'clock and they showed, you know, two same-sex people kissing and it was, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't believe they showed that. This was not heard of on, you know, late time TV, you you don't have that, mm -hmm. but now it's in, in any cartoon. commercial and or in a case, wedding ring. You know, June is you know month wedding of month. weddings and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so now they show every type of. You get what I'm saying. We're desensitized, and so I I believe that the Lord is really churning our hearts. You know, like like butter, He's churning our hearts. He's giving us an ache inside against the depravity of the wickedness against horrendous acts like what happened in Texas against you know so many things I mean you know divorce rates on the rise and you know I know people are grieving and hurting and mourning and so we are just so thankful friends that you joined us today we want to continue talking about this we will continue talking about mm -hmm. this you know um, seeking God's kingdom first uh, praying without ceasing you know what does that mean what does that look like share with us tell us how do you pray without ceasing you know, do you listen to other podcasts? What Psalms is encur has encouraged you? How has God spoke to you? You know, maybe you just want to post a comment and a prayer for the people of Texas. By all means, share with us. We want to engage with you. Maybe you haven't been back to church in a while. Come out. We are here for you. We want you to come and be with us in person. You know, we love the gathering together of, yeah. of God's yes. people and worshiping together. You know, there's nothing like Praying and crying, the ugly crier, let the mascara flow if you wear makeup, you know, um, sound crazy. You don't, I, I often have sing to the Lord and I say, God, I feel so bad for the person behind me, but to you, it sounds beautiful. And make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That corporate worship, I think is beautiful and much needed and yes. whatever we sound like. And, um, and even as we're talking about, you know, um, the lie to ourselves that we, Nobody else is hurt by my sin. You know, we were talking about what your husband said about the pornography. Could you imagine if nobody ever looked at pornography? Then you would not have the industry. Then you would not have those victimized women. Then you would not have people in bondage and marriages falling apart. In that one little instance. 
and um, the scars and the scars and that the happen, images and the scars that we caused by the wounds that we caused by when we choose to sin mm -hmm. and um and so as as we were talking about uh, king david and and his choice to sin and all that transpired and, and we know that you know absalom eventually after he kills his brother Ammon for raping his sister mm -hmm. tamar ends up um Trying, trying to, to be a king, trying, trying to sway to the people. Trying to usurp the authority, mm -hmm. trying to usurp the kingdom. He really stages a coup. The coup fails. But um, Absalom dies, and David is broken because there was not reconciliation. Mm -hmm. And so we have all done wrong. We have all sinned, and we have all been sinned against. And if you have, you know, a prodigal or, or a disconnected relationship or a broken relationship, there's one thing that I want to read, and then I think will probably be good. Um, I just read this. It, again, it is Chuck Swindoll. This is who I read. I told you my, my mentor, he doesn't know me, but uh, my, my <laughs> Shout out my to Chuck Swindoll. Yes, he's but awesome. I, I love him. I love him. I thought this was so good. It says the possibility of reconciliation, and this is from 2 Samuel 18, 1 through 33. Mm -hmm. It said, David's family life is surprising to many people because of how dysfunctional it was. Absalom's anger at David's passivity turns to quiet rebellion, insubordination, and outright insurrection. In the end, Absalom's coup d'etat fails, and he dies. Death has ended the possibility of reconciliation between father and son. That's one reason David weeps at the news of Absalom's mm -hmm. death. His are the tears of unresolved guilt and deep remorse. I urge you, reconcile your relationships now. Maybe there's a bad breach between you and a member of your family or a longtime friend. If there's a breach, there needs to be a bridge. Mm, Let me offer three principles. I love that. Mm -hmm. Three principles that can help you. One, first, fractured relationships begin to heal when we are willing to hear and admit the truth. In an aside, we live in a world that is in a famine of truth. Mm -hmm. We are Agreed. allergic 100%. to truth. Yes. And here he says, hear and admit the truth. This principle holds true even if the breach has been in place for years. I plead with you to hear and admit the truth. It will likely be awkward, humiliating, painful, and tear-filled. Mm. You may even hear some anger coming from the other side, but nothing will be lost. On the contrary, everything will be gained that's beautiful second reconciliation continues when we quit controlling and manipulating the other person mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. may i be blunt if you are a controlling person then you have manipulated the situation and resisted god's way of bringing reconciliation you think your way is right and you've made it clear that the other person is wrong mm. if you're honest you'll see how a controlling spirit disallows any kind of reconciliation. I urge you, release it now. Leave the controls to God. He is very good at handling things. I love it. And third, final relief comes when we release all our resentment and take ownership of our responsibility. There's another thing that we are not good at in this day of Letting stuff go. And taking 100%. responsibility, mm -hmm. yeah, and, and taking responsibility for our wrong, mm -hmm. right, to own our wrong. Yes. What can you do today to make the other person listen? Hmm. Nothing. That's God's job. It's your job to own your responsibility, and it's God's job to change the other person's heart. Ruth Graham once said about her husband, it's my job to love Billy. It's God's job to make him good. We can be truly reconciled to others and to God because of Christ's work on the cross. Every wrong we have ever done, 
every foul thought and ugly action is all paid for by the blood of Christ. Amen. If you know the Lord Jesus, you can know that kind of forgiveness. If you do not, you will face a life filled with guilt, disappointment, heartbreak, sleepless nights, brokenness, pride, anger, resentment, and rebellion. How much better to yield to the Lord Jesus. He's waiting for you. And my prayer, and this is where the praying part comes in after I read this. Lord, might I yield to you. Amen. And then might my husband yield to you. Mm -hmm. Might my Caitlin yield to you. Might my, and I go out from there, right? Might my my Joshua yield to you. And then I go, my parents and my sister and and then the church. Church body. And then all the churches and the nation. And and, our government. Exactly. It just keeps going, yeah. And that then becomes for me a a point of prayer. Lord, may there be reconciliation. Might there be truth seeking, listening, humbling, and may we yield to your spirit. So good. So good. I think that, you know, one of God's names is Yahweh. Yield to Yahweh. Yield to Yahweh. Yield to him. Give him your burdens. Give him your your woes, your tears. You know, I remember one time telling the Lord, all I got is tears, Lord. And the Lord said, then give me that. That's it. I said, here you go. You hold them in a bottle. And I'm so thankful for that. So we are so blessed that you joined us again. And we can't wait to hear, you know, what your thoughts share comment like subscribe and um we'll be talking more next time have a blessed week